Okay. Colby Parker Jr. I need you to speak into the mic. Oh, all right. We're going to start this off correctly. So what we, we got here? We decided we needed to do this somehow. Yeah. The flavor bin. <laughs> Initially, oh, really? I just wanted it, was... it to be a section, yeah, like totally. Colby Parker's flavor bin. Like you know, here's some hot sneaker. But I thought, you know, fuck that. Yeah. The whole thing has to be the flavor bin. Yeah, because that's the theme of it right just everything that's good goes into that flavor bin everything that's good goes into the flavor bin yeah. you so, want to you want to talk to us about the flavor bin a little bit no i want to talk about uh, all points west all points west so you went there um i went to all points west meanwhile you were across town at the ryan mcginnis thing which you said was amazing yeah uh, <clears> what's happening is it. ryan mcginnis artist here in new york city uh ryan is doing this series called 50 parties and he has a themed party and on Friday, I guess he did summer camp, and you said you were upstairs doing a... He did a tug-of-war, which was great. And I, I think I saw from the photos that there were some Egg boats to- and things. Yeah, he had boats suspended Arts in, and his, in his studio. Egg toss. Can I... Can I so let me explain it. I'm just trying to keep it moving. So uh, he had boats and egg toss, which I lost because I lost it. It was all on his roof, and it was really dark. And then we had... Um, <laughs> they they did this thing, Fuzzy Rabbit. Have you ever done this? Where They did dodgeball before that. But there was only one wall, and so one team threw the ball. When somebody caught it on the bounce, and they threw it over their heads, and it went down over the edge of the building. So all right, we should also explain that the summer camp is taking place in his uh, artist studio, which has a roof. Uh, you know, it's on the top of a building here in New York City, six stories up. So, you know, if someone throws a ball over the edge of the building, then it's kind of over for that aspect of summer camp. But since the whole thing was condensed into one night, it was cool. And did you stay? You could stay in a I tent. I got, I got invited. You and I actually had a tent ready to go stay. I didn't. got invited by a cute little girl there to uh, stay in a tent, but uh, I, I, I refused. Declined, I, yeah. I declined it. But I did need a place to stay. Meanwhile, I blew it. I didn't go because uh, my friends from Mexico City were in town. Tito, Rita, Karim, Shavarin. Shavarin, who actually got me passes to All Points West. You know, we got to go to see Yeah and stuff like that. It was... It's kind of a trade-off. Like, if I go to that, I probably won't make it to Ryan's. What time I, did you get back? Uh, I got back around midnight. Could have made it over there, actually. Had the tent. Could. Had the tent out. You would have missed a lot of the... Yeah, you missed I would have missed all the ball, arts and crafts. Egg and toss. And the last thing they did was... Uh, sorry to digress. Um, was uh, Fuzzy Rabbit. And I've never heard of this game before. I'm going to do it with uh, my kids, definitely. It's, um, you put a marshmallow in your mouth, and you have to say Fuzzy Rabbit, but you can't chew it. And then you just keep stuffing marshmallows, and you have to be able to say Fuzzy Rabbit, and then they change it to Slushy Rabbit and Mushy Rabbit. It was, I guess if you were there, it was pretty cool. <laughs> sounds pretty good. Because you couldn't chew, and everyone it's had... It's kind of like a mix of... Uh, and everyone only went out when they laughed. Like, everyone could say it, but then they would laugh for so long they could never talk, because it yeah. was so funny. I guess it was funny I was going to say, it sounds like uh, Teletubbies and uh, Cool Hand Luke at the same yeah. time or something. But I like it. I like it. I, I but, actually ended up seeing Jay-Z... Which that's was I, that's kind of a banger. I think that's where it was all going. Right? Yeah. I was really impressed. So he didn't know sleep till Brooklyn? I didn't think he could carry the weight. I was like, come on. You got this crowd. Jigga man? Yeah. <laughs> you, um, know. you have some no from Def Jam days. Is it just urban legend that he wouldn't write rhymes? He'll just go in there and spit off the top of his Apparently head. Apparently he does. That's because that's completely stuff unbelievable to me. I know. It sounds like it. But I, I, I think people misinterpret that. I, think, I don't think he goes in and just makes it up off the cuff. 
Right. I think what happens it's is like he's, enthusiasm. he's, he's he just like... wandering around town, living mm-hmm. his amazing life. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. And <laughs> not having to worry about your phone bill. I mm. resent you for that. Mm. From my understanding, he's just thinking of these rhymes and he goes into the studio and he just puts them together, right. you know, at that time. I, apparently that's how Biggie used to do it also. Yeah, I feel like something going there and spit and then like just you know, put that in a flavor bin or... I think that might be it. He might have his own mental flavor bin. Yo, what up? Just DJ Premier. You're checking out the flavor bin. Find what you need in the bin. That's flavor. You heard? Yeah. I mean, hip hop is a pretty interesting thing. I, I, I don't know if any of you out there know this really. Maybe you do because if you heard about this podcast, you probably already know who one of us is because we're your friend and we begged you to listen to it. But I used to work at Def Jam Records and I'm a, a massive uh, hip hop fan from long before when I worked there. And uh, also, shout out to Say Adams, who we just ran into at the Apple store. See, that was the stuff I said we weren't going to do. Yeah, we're, we weren't going to do no, that. We're gonna, no, we're not going to do that. I just no, did it. It's too I late. I, I, that's what I want to talk Done. about. <laughs> All right. My amazement with hip hop as a fan of hip hop was both dashed and enlightened when I found out more about what goes on behind the scenes. And that was that as opposed to more traditional music artists that kind of, you know, release an album, tour with that album, and then maybe they're writing songs on the road or they take some time off to write. And then they come back a year later with an album they've been working on for a year. I was always a little, like I said, amazed and also disheartened when I found out working at Def Jam that many artists would not work on that album until like about a month or two before yeah. it was due. And They're like, we just rented studio space. Yeah, we That's got, it. Oh, man. All right, we're going I mean, in. I'll say, I remember one time that <laughs> they just wake up, go to the studio. Method and be like, Man wait, and Red Man used to come in quite a bit. They were walking through the label one time talking about how, like, joking about how, like, I got to get 10 tracks done in the next two months or something. You know, I got that album due or something. It's like, man, you know, so that's how you only make those songs when you need to type thing. Like, yeah. it seems to me like you'd want to be work, you know, like other artists are yeah. kind of. It also occurred to me that that made the good songs even more genius, that they were just done right on the fly. So when you ask me, does Jay-Z, I don't know, I never really, I I met him once at Def Jam, but I don't really know him. But from what I understand, he kind of has some ideas of what he wants to do. He goes in and he just kills it. And I imagine it's probably something where, you know, it's a little bit like building a wall. He has like key ideas you know the bricks and then when he's actually in the studio maybe he'll you know fit it together with them yeah that's what i'm saying like curb your enthusiasm and i'm sure it's a lot like curb your enthusiasm like they just make i'm gonna do this and you're gonna get angry yeah and the curb your enthusiasm thing i guess is that larry david has a a generalized outline of what he wants to do and he kind of tells the players we should talk to nadia about that nadia was on a couple of curb your enthusiasm she was yeah we should talk cool. to her about how the fuck it what goes season? down. Okay, coming up soon. Yeah. Nadia will be a guest on the Flavor Bin telling us about that. She would definitely be like, this is yeah. so good. I think it was the end too. of season four. She would definitely she would just break rip us you down. up. Yeah, she would, it would be really... Hey, Jokey Bill. What's this about, Jokey <laughs> Bill? You should keep so your day small. job, Jokey Bill. <laughs> That's how she always talks to me. <laughs> Jokey right. Bill. Oh, Flavor. Okay, um, I noticed this actually on my way walking here. This may get too racy, so we may have to hit the pause button, but... 
I didn't have my sunglasses today as I was walking over to you. Do we uh, have to go here? <laughs> I passed like two or three women, and by the time they reached me, they had like checked that their shirt wasn't too low. Or <laughs> really? Are you coming their... off like a perv? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just the facial hair and the every and time the like, I must look. stare at. The I don't even know. I'm I, do- I don't think I'm that. doing it. I haven't noticed that out of you. <laughs> Maybe it's the other way, Colby Parker Jr. Maybe those women see you coming down the block and they want to look good for you. I wasn't because, sure if it was the sunglasses. You know, you know like you do, you see someone attractive, you take a quick look over, but I didn't think I was being that blatant, but it really uh, made me feel weird. So I thought I'd talk to you about that. No, it okay, was like a nervous right. this, <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know where this is headed. What was that edit word we were going to use? Mmm, flavor You know, remember like Days and Confused, like maybe the 80s will be rad. Like she's like, the 60s are radical, Dazing the 70s are confused. groovy. Ah, let's talk about that for a second, how amazing that commentary track is on that. I was the, scene, the scene where, he's, where they go into the bar and, and Richard Linklater is yelling about how the one extra was spinning the, <laughs> the thing foosball. on the foosball. <laughs> and he's like, what did he say? He says something almost verbatim. He's like, foosball is something you either got good at or you didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> and I told those extras not to spin that thing. Anytime I play foosball, it's 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 a known rule. You don't have to say it anymore. It's just no spinning. It's don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah it goes without saying. Uh, I saw this documentary, The Bridge. Have you heard about this thing? I heard about it, and I've read a lot about it. I it's haven't seen it. Not, you saw powerful. it? No, I have not seen it. But you should do it on one of your screening nights. Yeah, <laughs> great. Really yeah, you know we have the, the deck is right next to the roof <laughs> edge. And in case you don't know, this movie, The Bridge, is a is a documentary that um, these guys made under a, they under kind of false pretenses. Oh, they right? did? I was wondering how they, they got They the said access. that they were doing something else, uh-huh. but they were actually shooting the bridge to watch how many people tried to kill themselves yeah. in one year. Apparently, like, San Francisco is, like, it's a destination yeah. suicide spot. Yeah, yeah, you get that in the it's like, Which means that it's like, a, you know, people kind of thinking about ending their lives decide to go to San Francisco... To jump off the bridge, and it's one of the top spots. But anyway, the movie deals with like a year, like two hundred people or something like that. A year, or a year, right? yeah. Try to go kill themselves on that bridge, and there and are they actual have footage. Shots of yeah, they have footage leaving. of at least ten people doing it, and it's crazy because it's just surveillance footage. And they're like, and then as the movie goes along, they just they just have the camera locked in, and people are walking by, and you're like, is that person gonna jump? Is that person? And then one guy just normal looking guy just jumps goes over the rail and just does it just jumps up you're like holy shit wow. and they have t- and then they have interviews with the families they got like about 10 jumpers mm. families and it, it's it's not exploitive at all it's actually quite poignant you know they just tell like the schizophrenics and they just tell about you know the pain these people lived in and they're kind of like they're all kind of at peace with it. these people were in a lot of yeah. pain and they were just like they knew that this was what they wanted to do and they but <laughs> one guy jumped and lived he said right after he jumped he was like i don't want to die and he so kinda, he like f- went into like a double jackknife or something. He went into a <laughs> he went into the seated jackknife. He said <laughs> he was like actually crossed his arms and was like oh shit in what a was, seated uh, position. Did like a back to school or whatever. What was the movie? Oh, <laughs> the triple Lindy. The triple Lindy yeah, yeah. went into back a triple Lindy and <laughs> yeah. <too> dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to die. I'm gonna have to risk a triple Lindy. Mm. Yeah, he pulled the triple. One Lindy. of uh, Tony Chan's. Uh, one of our favorite lines is, uh, <laughs> great teacher. <laughs> he really cares a right. lot. About, about what? I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs>
Thanks. I wanted to well, talk to you. Also, How great was that moon poster? Moon poster is amazing. How great was that, that moon, moon movie? Like I read some reviews and it's getting like five stars in the Daily News. I kind of left it like that was cool. <laughs> Would you buy that? I don't know if, if I'd buy it. I don't know if I'd buy it. I mean, uh, I don't... Pre-recession bill would buy Moon on DVD, Blu-ray? I don't know. What about I don't know. just for effects? What about would you download the torrent of the film? I think there were miniatures. I think there were a lot of miniatures. Yeah, I think there were a lot. I don't know. It's it's kind of slow mo right? Where'd you see that? I saw it at Sunshine over there. I saw it with you. That hurts. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flavor. Let's loop it back around. Saturday night, I had a screening up on the roof, River's Edge. Yes. I mean, I love that movie. I saw it twice in the theater. What happened? And my friend Miguel gave me flack for that. I'm like, what do you mean, fuck you? I saw that twice in the theater, and I'm proud of that. He's like, really? It's Keanu. Really? Why did Crispin Glover? It's really Crispin Glover's movie. It's Crispin Dennis Glover. Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Oni Sky is in it. Oni Sky. Um, the guy who plays John, the, yeah. the guy that ends up killing the woman. But And that's not a spoiler, because that's... That's in the credits. Oh, come on, this is Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, Edge. Rivers Edge. Yeah, yeah like, there's a statute of limitations and spoilers. If you haven't seen it, if it's from another decade, I think it's okay to talk about the, the the plot. Um, although I did get really mad at a guy for uh, a long time ago at Kim's, I rented um, Dog Day Afternoon, and the guy was like, "Oh, Dog Day Afternoon, cool, cool." Attica, Attica. He started like chanting the thing at the end of the film and then he said something crazy like oh don't be surprised if so-and-so gets shot or something i was like what the fuck guy you work at the video store and you're telling me the key plot points God, that guy really as i leave fuck that guy you out. Must have yeah, you i know I was, I was actually yeah it stuck with me so dude it is stuck <laughs> he with really me. got to you yeah you know it stuck with me this is back in the days of renting vhs yeah. tapes so vhs tapes. yeah that guy's probably you were in the city now. when you were renting vhs tapes yeah yeah, Kim's what video. What year is that? Uh, 97, 96, 97. We can hit up the computer. Yeah, we need a we producer. Can, we can download. We if can... anybody wants to be a producer on the flavor bin, just bring your laptop over and uh, be prepared to do plenty of Google searches on IMDb. What a Pepsi runs for Bill. Yeah, exactly. Um, How many sodas do you drink a day, Bill? I drink like three. Three? Three or four. How many have you had today so far? Flavor Still in my cans. Like, oh, no, it's got There we go. It's right. not my so cans Jadakus, You know, I mean, that, that's, that's a dude that... You I don't know if he's ever Jadakus. got... Uh, yeah, he never gets his props, really. You know, my, some of my favorite MCs are like a little off the beaten path. Not really. But I often have to defend my choices, and I'll, I'll put in like poor guru. Uh, no, not 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 poor righteous teachers, but I do like PRT. Yeah. You know, and in fact, uh, speaking of PRT, rest in peace to Tony D, the producer, uh, who did those tracks. He died last year in like a, I don't know. He died in like an accident in his Jeep or something. You know, PRT was pretty. Hardcore, uh, yeah. like five percenter type thing. Trenton, this guy, Jersey, yeah. like and this Tony D kid was just kind of this shit. like kind of grimy white guy that just oh, did really? a bunch of production for them. But so he was kind of down. I got to give him props. You the know? white man's helped a lot of early uh, rap pioneers. Well, I, I don't like to look at it like white man has helped or black man has <laughs> so helped. I like to look at it more like everybody's there, and people in retrospect like to look back on it and color it a certain I'm just way. Literally. An observation there. But you know, I'm also thinking like Someone's my man, my one of my favorite. Guys, filmmakers, photographers, William Klein. 
Yes. You know, friends with, you know, down with Black Panthers and Muhammad Ali. Right. Which is some incredible. There was like a whole William Klein series in the Kim's window. They had released, uh, you're not talking about the Eclipse three movie set are you with uh like it's a spin-off of criterion they put out uh maybe william klein movies i, I approached <laughs> like i, I have done <laughs> graphics for criterion and i spoke with peter uh-huh. this guy uh, peter becker who is one of the main people at criterion runs the whole thing it's kind of his thing and uh i said you know I, I i think you guys should try to put out those william klein movies and he, he knew what they were so it wasn't like i put him on to anything can you explain but, to me what William Klein, William Klein is this photographer from the, uh, he's still alive, lives in Paris. Um, he was an American photographer. Kind of, I like to think he was a little bit like the, um, like the American David Bailey. David Bailey is a pretty famous British photographer who also lived a real high, like real high profile lifestyle. Right. Cause he was kind of like a handsome bachelor at the time that he was doing it. And in fact, like the character in, in blow up, Anton yeah, that is based on David Bailey, oh, like in terms of like kind of like a young bachelor star photographer mobbed by women. I think that's a little emphasized. And then of course, the I think another generation knows Austin Powers as like uh, that is riffing yeah. off of the character and blow sure. up. That character is based on David Bailey. And going back, I kind of feel that William Klein is like the American David right. Bailey. Like he was kind of a fashion photographer in the late fifties, early sixties, and I think from my understanding is that he just got kind of fed up with America and American politics and moved to Paris All in the, the early sixties. They do, don't they? You know, um, Johnny Depp, Sofia Coppola, Coppola. Uh, Molly Ringwald, Molly Ringwald. <laughs> expats. Yeah. yeah. The expat. Yeah. We'll, have to, we'll have to put a little um, Roman Polanski. Roman Well, I don't know if that was on purpose, but... <laughs> anyway. No, the anyway, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> William Klein moved to Paris and just started making these movies and has had kind of bounced back and forth between Movies these. or documentaries? Well, both. I mean, they're the same. I mean, they're, they're the same, but, but that's the thing. He was, what I was about to say was he was bouncing between documentaries, uh-huh. you know, like his... Muhammad Ali, the greatest. That's the one he's most famous. And um, yeah, also um, the only one I haven't seen actually, I can't seem to find it, is a documentary he did about um, one of the Black Panthers. But uh, there's a pretty good book out. I think it's on. I think is it Powerhouse? I don't remember who put it out. It's William Klein Films, but it's still images. I think a lot of people from this generation would probably latch on to the fact that Beck had done a video that had Jack Black in it that kind of imitates one of his. Oh, when I main find. films yeah. uh, called uh, Mr. Freedom, which is kind of, of course, a satire yeah. of American politics and things. And uh, he also did uh, a film called uh, Qui êtes-vous, Pauli Magu, which is Who Are You, Pauli Magu, which was kind of like a kind of a joke about the fashion industry, which she had been kind of a big part of a few years the prior. The first Prada Porter. <laughs> Porte. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I came out of uh, seeing the movie When We Were Kings. I was pretty into it. I was really amazed. What did Norman Mailer have to do with that? Was he Norman Mailer um, was a producer of that, or he wrote, came up, coined the name when we were kings. Or something? Uh, as far as I know, he Norman Mailer and George Plimpton would uh, were you know writers at the time in magazines like Playboy, and uh, I think I don't know if maybe Look, <laughs> maybe so. Avant Garde magazine. Really, I'm really out of my uh, yeah. league talking about early '70s, late '60s magazines, but. Um, they would write all sorts of, you know, like pieces, editorials and things. And 
those two were really into boxing. I read a pretty interesting article pointing out that like people like Norman Mailer and George Plimpton writing about boxing legitimized it when right. actually it's quite a beastly sport, you know. Uh, and so having like this kind of like science. high flute and white, yeah, you know, intelligentsia writing about it, yes. it kind of excused a lot of people to like it. Anyway, so yes. coming out of When We Were Kings, I thought that was a pretty amazing film. Yeah, I read a review of it saying that it pales compared to uh, Muhammad Ali the Greatest. Oh, like, that's what? what's called Muhammad Ali yeah, the Greatest. And I was like, what is that about? What? I got to see that movie remember, then. And that's when that. I got really into finding out more about William Klein. William Klein's I Am the Greatest doesn't really have a lot of boxing in it. No. it has, he was friends with Muhammad Ali and has a lot to do with the times surrounding the fights. It's very stylish. And it's, it's there's some amazing, editing. yeah, I mean, there's some amazing shots where he's talking to the bookies, you know, and he's just panning from, you know, left across their, their faces. Yeah. And they're talking like the champ and three, you know, they're talking about his, uh, who's he, Liston? Sonny Liston. He's finding Sonny Liston at the time, I think. Wow. They're talking about Liston and three. Liston at the end of four. Liston in one round. And they're just the champ and the, you know, because of course Liston at the time was the champ. Yeah. So no one of these bookies, not one of them went with Muhammad Ali. Like, nobody wanted to because Ali was, like, such a smart-ass. Like, nobody yeah. wants to, like, vindicate all that smack yeah. talk, you yeah, know? Yeah. But, and I'm telling you, you've got to watch... People, if you're listening to this, all five of you, you've got to find... You've just mom. got to find... Yeah, Mom, get a DVD player. You have a box. There's a, there's a William Klein box. Well, the William box. Klein box set that's available through Eclipse was just a subset yeah. of Criterion. I was kind of getting to yeah. that. A Criterion did eventually release William Klein films, but they didn't give Under them the, the Criterion ac- treatment. They didn't, didn't get it. the Criterion Well, it didn't get like, you know, it may not have been possible. You know what I mean? Like, Eclipse treatment's not that bad. No, I mean, no, Eclipse is great. Can it's I get just. Off that Pepsi, man? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. There you go. Um, okay, so this counts as three and a half sodas today, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm only drinking three and a half today. The uh, the films that are in the Eclipse set, it's a three movie set. It's a good value. Okay. Uh, Mr. Freedom, Model Couple, and Who Are You, Polly Magoo. So it's a good. Oh. It's a good. It's a good coverage. No Ali, no Black Panthers. No. Might be a tough sell to the fans. <laughs> oh, flavor bit. How long have we been going? Do you know? Do you have time? Too long. We gotta put some music in there. We gotta get that fucking. I mean, the other thing about on. William Klein that we didn't talk about—he has this amazing series of books that he did. Tired William Klein, New York. William Klein, Tokyo. William Klein, Moscow. You know what else? William is Klein, going Paris. Which are those? Those books are like you know. That's a whole other thing that you and I aren't really into. Yeah. But our, our friend Patrick Lee. Patrick and, Lee is a G. You know. You know. Yeah. Who's? I mean. The Asian um, George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> the Asian George Clooney. I'm gonna SMS him that right now. Um, I bring it up. I bring him up because he has an amazing vintage book collection. Soul to soul, soul. I never tried to pretend to have an accent that I never had. So watch you stay a while. Come here to freestyle. Put that in the flavor. Bit. I got some uh, dead stock um, Beckenbauer soccer shoes, oh, which okay. are like. Actually made for the old artificial turf, so they have the little knots. And you actually roll your ankle on them, but they were, they were dope. I was like, it's kind of like, you remember when you were younger and you found that one store where it was like really old and they didn't know what they had? They had yeah. stuff that was on the shelf so old it had actually had come around again and become retro cool. Sporty LA. Yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm really respecting the Miss Kitty tattoo. Thank you. I really like Can the Miss Kitty tattoo. Can we put a clip tattoo. of this on? Is, are you yeah. Kidding? Can you hear that tattoo? Can you? <laughs> Miss Kitty's up on the mic. Um... The Miss Kitty tattoo. Can we talk about that a little bit? You took yeah. that off your iPhone, right? Yes. Um, so my uh, 
girlfriend and mine's cat passed away. Oh, God. And I was going to get my Sorry daughter. to hear about I, that. Uh, I got in with a famous tattoo artist, Jack Rudy, in L.A., out in Pasadena. Okay. And um, Beautiful he's kind of a big right? deal. So I got a call <laughs> to, like, come down at midnight and uh, Jack will be here. And I was going to put a picture of my daughter on. And then I was Which like... Which would have been great, too. Yeah, it would have been great. But I was a little worried that it may not come out and there'll be a manky shot of my daughter on my Stuck face. Stuck on your arm. And... Um, I don't know. I just, I kind of, that was the idea. I wanted it to be ironic. That's a, a troll tattoo by the best troll artist besides, I guess, maybe Mr. Cartoon. I kind of knew. I took some pictures of my cat on the oh, iPhone. That's a pretty long-term yeah. ironic joke, <laughs> Parker. I mean, long-term. And like anyway, decades. so I have this masterpiece on my arm of my uh, cat. And then I got Miss Kitty, you know, Kitty. her name, her name written in the troll. And initially, type. I think I just remained silent on this whole thing. Which follows my yeah. policy of like, so don't talk about let me how tell bad the, a tattoo Can is. I tell the story yeah. of the actual happening? So I get there at 12, and then Jack Rudy doesn't show up till 1. He's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, my cat. And he was yeah. like, no, it's great. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> just well, do whatever you want. He just wanted to make money. So uh, all right. I was like, okay, let's do it. And then he, uh, you know, he does an outline of it. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to draw it. Give me the picture. And I had like six pictures, like, this won't do, this won't do, this, this one, we could do this one. And then he, like, he's like, all right, I'll be back. So now it's like three in the morning. He finally comes back and he puts it, you know, they put it on your arm. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in purple and they lift it off. And they're like, what do you think? And I'm like, I go, it's a little too big, I think. I think, I think it's a little too big. He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yeah, no, it's perfect. You're right. <laughs> Hypnotized. <laughs> I was like, well, I actually was like, I, I go, the type is really dope. He's like, yeah, I'm the best at type. I was like, <laughs> okay. I was and like, it is yeah. amazing type. I was like, well, can I get the type bigger? He's like, all right. Begrudgingly, he's like, yeah. and I was like, I think I want it a little lower. He's like, no, you don't. I'm like, no, that's actually perfect. You're right. So then we, uh, and I we, think he's right. And we, he... yeah, and at like 4.30 in the morning. But I was halfway through and there was like the real hardcore cholo who had like his whole chest and stomach done and he was getting like his mom and dad on his either peck and he came in the show the artist came in the show jack rudy the his tattoos and they looked over at me and they were just like what an what asshole the fucking loser Some of that trans and i was like yeah. tattoo on your forearm <laughs> and i pointed to him and i was like migato and they like looked at me like yeah we, yeah we, we know what it is spanish you for you're an asshole n- yeah my uh girlfriend's brother looked at it held his mouth and ran out of the room <laughs> and my girlfriend cried and she almost broke up with me she was really she said uh it's a long way to go for a joke. That's, as tears roll down her You know cheek. what? It's, it's moved beyond joke, though. No, no. Now it's serious, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm at, I'm at ease with it. And I do like, I appreciate the way that the white ink has been used for the whiskers. Yeah. I have some of the worst tattoos in the world. No, no, no. These are great tattoos. Really? Yeah. These are, are you like, saying that or just making you feel better? No, they're kind of like, they're, they're, not, they're not as cool as jailhouse tats. All right? yeah, yeah, you, know, you don't have any like jail ink. All right, which that's my next it, thing. The worse those are, the better they are. Yeah, you know, because they're done with like a you know. Have like you a, seen that book, Homemade Tats Sewing rule? Machine? No, but uh, Homemade a, Tats Rule. Yeah, it's new. Let's look that up. Where's the a flavor mint? So I'm gonna bring that up. I yeah, actually have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's it's a like, good one. How do they do it? There's like a pen and some kind of needle, and then usually they, it's like a modified sewing machine. Yeah, right? modified. Yeah, that's gotta hurt way more than a normal tattoo. By the way, you think so? Yeah. I'm kind of a sissy. I don't have any tattoos. I think it's kind of... I think if you want to be cool nowadays, to quote Ozzy Osbourne, don't get a tattoo. Well, I mean, I thought it'd be kind of futuristic, like, to not have any tattoos. 
Yeah. It's kind of like I could be dropped into any timeline That's anywhere, true. and I yeah. wouldn't. Not that there's any threat of me doing any time travel or anything, but. Speaking of tattoos and current flavor, been uh, Dash Snow's three tattoos. We just chest. got out of the Dash Snow memorial thing, and uh, rest in peace to that guy. I really, I've always respected that guy, but being able to take a glimpse into all those photos, it's just kind of like he had I don't anything mean to be callous either, but. Who's enormous meth fan, which I didn't realize. He was wearing yeah, a meth just, hat. Let's just go right that to that. Really, let's go right to that. Really impressed me. Colby, I mean, first of all, anyone that's Colby a meth was, fan. It was like the second thing out of Colby's mouth was like, <laughs> Dash Snow was killing it with probably like seven or eight what, I, tell pieces me, I don't of even Mets know. gear. Yeah, tons of meth. Yeah. And like meth gear shit and that I would be like. Too, that I would be like, oh, that meth hat's so whack. I would never get that because it was like kind of cheesy and had like four partitions and tons of colors. And I would never even know. That that's cool, and then I saw it on his head, and I'm like, oh my god, that actually is pretty fun. And he had a Mr. Well, Met hat too. Yeah, I know, having a Mr. Met. <laughs> like, come on, Mr. I Met. I know, I know, I know, I know. And, and really, at the time that he was wearing that stuff, the Mets were even further underdogs. You know. Like, yeah. Like only late, yeah, that's before yeah. they started yeah, doing actually work, competing. Yeah. Although 2000, we went to the series. So. Yeah, true. But I mean, when uh, I was on TV. Did you know me then? I was at the game. The camera was actually on. They really? Of it. Yeah. Nice. Um, Probably just meeting you. I met Colby uh, at these uh, basketball games that I used to go to. I'm terrible at basketball. I just fess up. Did right I meet now. you at the night? Terrible. I thought I was go to. Well, you met me there because you came. You heard we were doing the handheld yeah. show. We did this show called Handheld, and it was uh, like electronic games from like Mattel Electronics and stuff. Collection that my friend Jordan Green had, who was also an editor that yeah. Colby knows as well. And uh, Colby kind of had to do the cool guy um, swallow his pride thing, which is actually come up and talk to other guys, the last time other I did cool that. guys, yeah, yeah. The last time I did that, <laughs> and just say like he came up to Tony and myself, and he was like, "Hey, um, I, uh, I, I, I did I, say I, that I to could, you at the, I could uh, feel Colby's pain as he had to crawl over and and admit that he wanted to be part of something." Which is so hard for guys, you know, yeah. like us, you know. I had some, I had two. <laughs> Colby had, had two of the best ones in the show. You had, I think, Soccer 2 or Hockey 2. Hockey, you had Mattel Electronics Hockey 2 and then the Handheld Soccer one. You really made me that. feel like I was jacking you guys hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was like, never, didn't, I didn't mean for it to be that way. I was talking to Tony yesterday. Can we air this dirty laundry out? What's up with you and Tony Chan? What are you talking about? He didn't Tony get an invite I, to your last party? Tony and I, he did. He did. Tony, if you're listening, I'm on your side. Nah, come on. <laughs> Tony and I just went to All Points West on Sunday. Oh, you took Tony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Tony and I went. I was going to invite you, but Colby, you didn't I mean, invite but me. Tony called me back. Yeah. Did, he did invite me before yeah. Tony. You okay over there, buddy? You need a little nap or something? I had to punch <laughs> you a little bit? <laughs> Get involved. This is the flavor bin, son. This is your thing. Get that old robotic, futuristic George Jetson. Yeah, it was on a VH1 classic. What was that? The uh, US Festival. Do you remember that? It's funny you mentioned that. I was just talking about the US Festival. With uh, our friend Wendy, uh, because I think we were talking about Echo and the Bunnymen. Yeah, and uh, they played on Sunday. I, I wanted to get out there. I got All there a little West. late. Saw the very last two songs. They finished with Killing Moon, of course. But I'll tell you, uh, the reason I bring this up for Flavor Bin folks is um, saw a lot of fine sneakers getting wrecked. In fact, I kind of destroyed a pair of my blazers, which. Uh, 
So your blazers got uh, messed up, huh? Bla blazers got destroyed. Your blazers got destroyed? I'm afraid the blazers are a write-off at this point. I don't even know if they're suitable for painting or gardening at this point. Because they smell so bad. I haven't uh, bought a, a pair of sneakers in a while. Yeah, you've been in kind of a moratorium, if I recall, this year. Yeah. Which I, I know is total bullshit also, because I was with man. you when you bought the pair of shoes you're, you're yeah. wearing right now. Yeah, which are, which are Which are those? Those are the those Nike, are Nike Tennis Classics. Nike Tennis Classics in blue. Oh, no, and you're wearing red. the red ones. Red and blue, I got. If you, you talked me into the reds, so I was buying the blue. The reds look good with denim. Reds are first up to bat, but they're yeah. pretty dog now. They still look good. I could pull Jason Schwartzman and just wear him to death, right? I think you saw him in a Ferris. Yeah, actually, that's uh, sick. I, of I wrote a, I wrote a uh, Twitter about that. I, I saw oh, yeah. Jason Schwartzman on the street. He was wearing a pair of Rod Lavers that looked like they might have actually been the pair that was from Rushmore. I mean, oh. I don't mean he's wearing the same shoe, the yeah. same type of shoes. I mean, they were so beat up, they probably seemed very logical that maybe he could have looked at them in his closet and said like, oh, I have those. I never wear those anymore. Yeah. Those are from the movie. I'll just wear them. And then they're just worn into the ground. You would they... never wear anything that was that messed up, right? You're on the same I don't know. Color. I don't know if I would. I probably do, even though I don't think that I am, you know? I just don't like it when white Nikes start the glue and things start turning yellow, you know? It gets a little... I know that now they reissue That's things like the where they actually die it, it when it reaches it. that point. Yeah. It's like a broken pair of uh, blue jeans for me. Yeah, maybe so. No, no. What happens to these blazers? You know, check, check Are they retired fresh. officially? No, like I said, I think I'm going to keep them around for like gardening and maybe other music festivals. But that said, they won't get any other shine outside in the, in the real world. Well, only because I, I have another pair on ice. Wow. So it's now officially... How long did these last before they were put to the like gardening graveyard? A year and a half. They're good. Oh, that's a long well, time. Well, they're great because they're new bucks, so they just keep they just age yeah. really, really well. You know, I gotta go get those blue and green ones though. I saw those blue and green ones. Those are nice. I kind of think I needed a pair of white blazers the other day. Did I showed you my um, Arc A Life Rod Lavers in the like yeah paint uh, paint what do you call it paint tarp canvas kind of yeah it's like kind of a canvas. Do I ever wear those? What do I do? It's a tough call, right? What do you do? I mean, they are so nice. If I wear them once, they're going to be ruined forever. Uh, we're what at a standstill here. We're at a standstill, people. We've Have reached. Seen we've reached an impasse. What to do? It's funny. Gonna... I, I've written about this before, like how crazy it is that you get so attached to sneakers, like the one piece of clothing that actually rubs on the ground. Yeah. It's like falling in love with tires or something, like, you know, like for your car. How do you... That's why buying a second pair is so nice. You're just you go, at odds with the very concept of yeah. the object itself. It's designed to be worn, yeah. protect your feet. I like everyone. I've thought of like various little inventions, like kind of like a grip tape type thing that would stick on the bottom of the sneaker. Oh, right. or you thought of I saw a bunch of I saw a bunch of kids wearing deli bags over their sneakers out at All Points West. I thought maybe they might would actually be, yeah, that. but imagine if something got inside there. You'd almost be making things worse. It would be like a dirty diaper wrapped around your favorite pair of shoes. I don't think it'd be worse. It would just be like a I little guess, yeah. mud swishing around. I don't think it's really worse. You're right. But I'm just thinking like, I mean, it just would be wiping all over the outside of your shoe. It's hard to, I need a clean room. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. You're a fly named Yar on a quest in space. You attack the shield of the Kotile's base. But watch out, Yar. He knows. 
With ion zones and evil drones, there's nothing else like Yars Revenge, the way out space game that's new from Atari. Who else? Have you played Atari today? Did you see how at Comic-Con they had rebuilt Flynn's Arcade? I did. Wish I could have gone there for that. I blew it. Anyway, not in the cards this year, but maybe next time. But I would have liked to have played some Space Paranoids. And you're from San Diego. You couldn't just... Yeah, I know. I had plenty in. of places to stay, obviously. Could have stayed with my mom. I wanted to go out there with my boombox, with my, you watched my G4? G2, B2 uh, boombox. Well, I watched G4 when they talk about Comic-Con. Sure are you into that? I'm a nerd, yeah, sure. It's classic. Which, uh, which system did you prefer? I'm sure. I mean, come on. It's not even a question. I still have in television. And television's kind of nice. I'm... I'm what, what, what were some of your favorite games there? I'll tell you mine. Uh, I like Dungeons and Dragons on the television. Dance Dungeons and Dragons, it was right? really good. Um, uh, I loved all the sports, obviously. It's really into I need you to step a little B-17 closer. B-17 Bomber. Oh, are we recording? Yeah. I didn't know we were recording. Uh, uh, Kaboom. Listen to Kaboom. Frogger. Activision, yeah. I, I think my, uh, I'd have to say my top, Sea Battle. Sea Battle. I love Sea Battle. Ping. I mean, the way it would zoom in, you'd have the, Immediate battles. Yeah. It was like the overall satellite view. It kind of was a little head shades of like yeah. uh, Patriot games or whatever. Yeah. You know, with the satellite overhead view. Yeah. Then they'd zoom in. The aqua screen. And the yeah, red. but the, you know, you'd set up your fleets and do that shit. And kind of risk. Advanced. And then and then uh, auto racing. Did you ever play auto racing? Auto really racing weird was, game. You could go like lost I know, in you the could woods go off and in the find woods. new tracks. Yeah, and you get like the white car, which goes you know, slowly. Oh. Dude, yeah. I thought I was the only person that knew about that No, stuff. no, 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 no. It's amazing because it was a, such a weird racing game. There's no, been no other racing game like that. Like, both people had to be really good f- to stay on screen yeah, at the same play time. Anybody, yeah. Like, if you played somebody who wasn't very good, you'd get off screen and it would reset you back to, like, a yeah. checkpoint. Sometimes you could cut through the woods, but you usually just would lose yourself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, pretty amazing game. And it just game. flashed right back and you were, like, somewhere another checkpoint. Yeah, you'd be like, God damn. But if you took a car by yourself, dude, it turned you could into, go like, into return to Switch Mountain. Yeah. It was, of course, baseball was a classic. I really liked horse racing, too. Horse racing? Yeah, really? Yeah, we really you bet, bet on, on stuff. It, yeah, and then they would run. We were into that. And, but you could whip them, too, strategically at some point. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we frowned on that. Whip we just, it, whip it real quick. Blackjack was good, too, the guy with the shady eyes. He's always looking back and forth. I was kind of into B-17 Bombers. I was into Night Stalker. Night Stalker was great. It's a great one. Nice, nice ones. And then, the Thinking uh, Man's game in television. Yeah. That's why they, had, that's why the they hired George ways. Clinton. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of George Plimpton, I think we ought to hit him with that old commercial. Yeah, let's do it. I think this qualifies as, uh, yeah, as a throwback. throwback. Flavor bin. Throwback. Here's an easy question for you. Which of these games is the closest thing to the real thing? A, in television, Major League Baseball. B, Atari Baseball. Here they are again, close up. A, in television. B, Atari. If you thought A in television, you're absolutely correct. You see, I told you this question was easy. Ooh, flavor B. I know you guys had it, because I think Mike D mentioned it one time in a rap. Like the, like out in San Diego, we used to get LA feeds on cable. Mm-hmm. And there was a, like Channel 13 would do this thing where they would, in the afternoons, they'd have people, you could call in. Oh, and no, had Channel t- 11, and yeah. And had tell, but it was 13 on L.A., but out here it was picks, right? And yeah. you'd play picks, and they would have the Intellivision game, and people you'd would be like, in. picks, 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 yeah, picks, 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 pic
be every afternoon at like 3 p.m. and people would <laughs> some they sometimes they actually do football so you had to wait till the guy like did like a post pattern so you had to wait a sec before he threw him people would just be like picks 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 and I would get so angry I'm like just wait once you know just wait yeah. a second he might have a time for that and that play might have actually worked picks picks so you're playing football wait you're wait you're playing picks, football wait, do the post. Oh, dicks anyway. television was kind of dope I was I was feeling that my friends had one I never actually owned one in my own house I know but all my friends had one so I would be playing it every weekend I had one at 181 Mot running we played it for a little bit I had one at uh, my first studio and uh editing a red man with ll cool j video and red man came in it was Killing tripping it. on my uh handheld coleco football and the intellivision nice did he remember them he's like what and he just started playing he's like <laughs> and they just lit up a blunt and put me in it. the chain oh. yeah they were cool there you go nice diane martell directed a video You know, we're going to have this point break screening up on the up on the roof. What do you I think about, about this? Let's talk about Bill summer screenings. A, are you going to call it film night or movie night? My friend, my friend Bart out in L.A. was doing a movie night. And he, I think it was a little, and Bart, I know you're listening to this, you <laughs> fucking dick. Your movie night was like way too serious. You had to fill out a form of what you thought about it at the uh, end of the night. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Come on, Bart. Come on, guy. Okay. Don't come be on, that guy. Come on, guy. With that in mind, here are my choices. Now, my first choice is just a personal one, so maybe it won't be good as Streets of Fire. Okay. But it's, it's a musical. I'm not, I'm not that excited about that, yeah. but I think that's a good film for <laughs> maybe, that. Maybe for my personal one, I'll do one tonight. Yeah. It's just me. <laughs> How about Jaws? I don't think there's a bad frame in that film. And you're on the rooftop. Uh, nice juxtaposition, right? Yeah. We need a bigger boat. What were we talking about? About a, a movie night. What, what? These are my suggestions. Something. Yeah. No. That's. Yeah. No. We were talking about Jaws the other night about the, the element taken out of the book. Oh. Or, I mean, taken out of the movie that was in the book. Yeah. Richard Dreyfuss' character sleeps with Roy Scheider's uh, wife in the book. He's a real Jew. Doesn't seem believable. Yeah. When you see Richard Dreyfuss running around. Yeah. Really a great film. Unbelievable. Yeah. Not a bad frame. Yeah, I think next up, I mean, I'm, I'm going way down on where I was putting these movie nights after that Logan's Run experience. I really felt I dragged people through. Have you seen Streets of Fire? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, go on. Yeah, so. I mean, it, we can do it. I'm down. We'll do it. I got the projector. Death Race 2000, I think, might be good. There's a lot I of... I think this Saturday is going to be Point Parallax Break. View? No, oh, it's going to be Point break. break. Can't go wrong with that. No, I don't think so. It actually... Uh, it was kind of suggested that we could do like a Keanu Reeves movie series and it would probably be fine. I actually want to do a Paul Verhoeven one. I'm there. Yeah. I'm I mean, so there. again, I don't know. People may not have all the patience for all of that, but I'm always up for movie night suggestions. So yeah, if anybody out there has any, just, you know, text us. Or to Flavor Bin it to the Flavor Bin. Oh, to the Flavor Bin. Is it that or just Flavor Bin? It's either one, my friend. I got oh, them both. Nice. You got them both on lockdown? Yeah. Theflavorbin.com. Try to go to fucking. Don't even go to GoDaddy. It's over. Don't, we got don't it. Don't mess with us. Flavorbin.com. You might be able to get then Flavor Bin. Yeah, you get then Flavor Bin. Not Flavor Bin, you know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not flavor bin. Not, I should have gotten that one too. Yeah, not flavor just to bin. just to play with you suckers out there. All right, I think that'll do it. That's it. I'll right. see you next time. Oh, that was horrible, huh? That second guy.
still recording, Parker. Uh, it's over. Alright, well, this was great. <laughs> I All can't right, wait so, to be back with so the flavor, man. <laughs>